0: Hey what's going on? See you later 2017. It's been real and happy new year, one to reviewers. It's me, Luke, the strip club DJ, and I'm kicking it here in relatively sunny California with my buddy Alex. Say hello, Alex. Chase! Chase, And in Brooklyn we've got Brandon. Oh hi, yeah. Wait, that's me? Yeah, I'm Brandon. Hey guys, so if it's your first time listening to One to Review, real quick, it's a review show where we rate and review movies in a very simple way, one point if we didn't like it, two points if we did, we rate and review movies until we get to 20 points, and then we call it a day. Alright, kick the intro! One, two... right channel you are experiencing the right channel hey brandon hey Lou. happy new year happy buddy. happy new year yeah yep, no, we yep. said at the same time we just jinxed the new year well Fuck. we need to drink some cokes um happy new year alex but you already knew that
1: oh you see me i was over in the corner hiding in the corner of the podcast in the
0: audio upper left corner
1: but i'm coming down to the uh, middle yeah let's just meet hey, the middle guys. let's get out of the right All right. Hey, enough of this banter. People want to hear us review films. That's what they came here for. So we're going to review one right now. The first film that we're going to review of the new year is Russian Dinner Club. This is a 2016 documentary directed by Thelma Engel. This documentary follows the world's heaviest competition cigarette smokers. This is a lot of cigarette smoking in a film. I haven't seen this May cigarette smoked. I personally am not a smoker. This film made my lungs kind of feel black and shriveled inside. At the same time, I was captivated by it. What did you guys think of Russian Dinner Club?
0: Well, as you know... It's fascinating. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Luke. Okay, I will. As you know, uh, one to review, we are slight cigarette enthusiasts. We think moderate to light smoking is okay, you know, on occasion. Um, This... Group of people, are they really set the bar, I mean, on an international level. The Russians are well-known. The Chinese, very well-known smokers, Koreans. And, um, man, these people can smoke.
2: Yeah, it was kind of like looking into a window into the past. I remember kind of, in my memory, going to bars and going to restaurants where people would just smoke all the time. You know, And I think this is kind of stems from that generation where it was um, you were able to do it in public and now it's starting to flourish again in small communities uh, in rebellion, which
1: perhaps is the most ironic part about it. Mm-hmm. This film specifically follows the three American contestants that are in the Russian dinner club competition. that's Michael Berkowitz, Sarah Willett. Robert Sicarico and Frederick Pratt. And here's the interesting thing. I was watching this film with Luke and we knew nothing about this film going in and Luke freaked
0: out when he saw Sarah Willett because, Luke, you're related to Sarah Willett, right? Yeah, she's the second cousin. Um, grew up in South Carolina. And and, and you,
1: you had no I idea. I had no
0: idea. And to be honest, I'm a little embarrassed that she is my cousin because the Americans did... A horrible, horrible job Representing our country Barely even smoked, Mm -hmm. barely even got Through 30, 40 cartons You know, throughout the dinner Mm -hmm. club And uh, We just, just a laughable Amount of smoking that we got through
2: Now Luke, you do have to Ask yourself who made the film Um, Being that it is a Russian film I do feel like the Americans were portrayed Perhaps, not negatively But I do think we probably in real life put up a better show than how we're portrayed. It's almost comical.
0: Uh, it is comical. I mean, the sound effects that they added when, um, when they showed American smokers, I don't, I didn't see a lot of lungs moving um, violently or mouths moving violently, but I heard a lot of coughing sounds and sneezing sounds and hacking coming mm-hmm. from the American side of the Dinner Club. Um, so I think maybe that was doctored. It's. Uh, Kind of cheap, but hey, the Russians, they they fight dirty. Let's just be honest. That's what I like about this film. This
1: film is definitely a Russian-made film that definitely portrays Americans in a poor light, and I think... It's a propaganda film that I definitely bought, at least for the duration of the film, I was very much into. I I hated the Americans in it. And maybe that's why you were so disappointed in Sarah's. This film really made me hate her. She she was portrayed very stupidly. Frederick Pratt uh, never moved. They never really showed a picture of that guy moving, if you noticed. He was always sitting in a chair. Yeah, very weak. Everyone looked very weak and pale. And again, expertly done. I loved it. I bought it up. Uh, I like the idea of seeing a propaganda film from another country. Yeah, it's
2: it's very interesting when you really see somebody, you know, flip from you know being healthy and normal to enjoying a little nicotine to all of a sudden this isn't recreational anymore, and I have way too much nicotine, and they turn
0: into a ghost. You know, they really just turn white, mm-hmm. and that was the Americans most of the time. Yeah, they weren't ready. They really weren't ready for the amount of cigarettes. And the funny thing is, and I think probably the biggest slap in the face is that the sponsorship was Marlboro, which is American cigarettes. That's actually a Russian favorite is Marlboro Reds. So we can smoke your cigarettes better than you. I mean, I I don't know. It feels like the Cold War all over again, even though I wasn't around for that.
2: Perhaps we're dwelling too much on that aspect of the film. The competition itself is super interesting. And, you know, once things pick up and America is disqualified, the I was still entertained throughout the film until the very end.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously, the team, the team that can smoke the most cigarettes is the winner. But then there's other qualifying factors as well.
2: right sunglasses no sun there's multiple categories you know
0: yeah who can be the coolest smoker who can smoke the, the hottest cigarettes so basically you're smoking cigarettes the fastest the ash is burning the quickest and who can have the hottest mouth they have small mouth thermometers to measure um, smoke heat inside the mouth and lungs long ash competitions long ash. not like not like local backyard stuff either like this is serious like six seven inch ashes that's that's third place i'm bummed that we didn't get to see the american team compete in the big team cigarette
1: the giant seven footer yeah the four but, the, anyway, the it would the have been
0: to, it would have been
2: comical it would have been portrayed ter- terrible i'm glad i'm sure it just kept up the
1: action and kept up the pace especially with frederick he'd have to be sitting in a chair or whatever looking weak uh anyway hey let's rate this thing you guys oh, ready? Yeah, totally ready Cool, I'm gonna give uh, uh, Russian Dinner Club two points. I think it's an interesting film. Again, it's it's always good to see cigarettes portrayed in a good way since they're so negatively portrayed in the media, it's a shame. I also would recommend that anyone that likes this film should see Praise Us Big, which is the Russian counter kind of film to this about the Russian victory at the Russian dinner club. Makes the Russians look very strong. It's, uh, you know, the Americans still look weak, but man, the editing and stuff of that is amazing. It's an awesome film. So uh, two points for Russian dinner club from me. Hey, for me, two
2: points. I love a good doc. Once, you know, the American... You just have to understand who's making it, you know? Who's on what side of history? Who's writing it? Who's behind the lens? You know, who's holding the pen? Who is documenting it? Once you know that you get over it, the action picks up. Great film. Two points.
0: Um, Russian Dinner Club definitely a skewed documentary, as we all have discovered. But, yeah, it picks up. It's fun, and... Guess what guys, I bought us a team cigarette, so next time you're in LA, Brandon, we can all enjoy a three-way cigarette and see how that works out Um, in celebration of my two points for Russian Dinner Club.
2: Blam! Six
0: points.
2: Thanks, our sound effects machine is uh, down this week, so Alex will be doing all of our sound effects.
0: And a cat. Okay. Hey, you know what? Brandon, get that cat out of here, please. Sponsorship time. It's time to rate the movie. And our rating system this week... (laughs) Our rating system this week... All right, guys. We can't hold back anymore. Cali has legalized recreational cannabis. Mm -hmm. And um, in celebration of that... Freedom in celebration of that sea change for our nation. We want to um, shout out some of our. I don't know. I don't really like it, but shout out some of our favorite sounding strains, some of the most interesting strains, and we did products. a lot of research. We read up, read a lot of internet reviews, compiled a of, different websites, just reading, listening to um, various cannabis heads. I don't really dabble. I know Alex doesn't like drugs and we don't endorse it, but I mean it's here, guys. We got it. And
2: here's the thing. This is recreational only. So we're recommending stuff for recreational
0: only. Very important. For adults. I would say wait till you're 25 at least. Medical
2: cannabis, I don't know if I can get behind that
0: yet. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't know. Stick to stick to western medicine. If you if you guys need medicine, get real medicine, okay? It's this is a recreational Anyway, um, yeah, Alex, you want to kick us off with a couple uh, interesting strains?
1: Yeah, Yeah, these are just some top strains that are, you know, apparently the good ones if you're going to. These are like, uh, if we're giving Yelp reviews of good new restaurants that open up, these are the new available strains in California. Let's spin the wheel.
2: uh, Let's spin the season two wheel. And we have Sativa's. All right, so we spun the wheel. Alex is overthinking it as always. We're gonna we spun the wheel. We landed on the sativa category. All right, so what did we? How many six points? Yeah, six top points. six sativas that I've read about. We got uh, the plesiosaur. Once a tropical favorite, only found in Hawaii, is now across the ocean, and this sativa is really uplifting. It's got a uh, macaroon kind of flavor
1: and a salty kind of sea sea vibe. All right, we've got Varsity Team is number two on the sativa list here. This is a, it's described as a locker room high.
0: Yeah, it'll make you sweat. It'll make you s- sweat and steam, apparently. Uh, bicycle Wreck, another one on our list. Uh, self-explanatory there, and Lime. Well, that's a hybrid of Schwinn and Norwester. Yeah. Two, very, and famous, two yeah. very famous Amsterdam strains. We got Ghost
2: Train the Whip, um, it's supposed to be kind of like an out-of-body experience where you can kind of ghost walk yourself sort of thing, you know, where you'd step out of your car and have it still drive with you, but this time, you're walking alongside yourself supposedly, getting stuff done on this trippy. energetic sativa blend, so I've read. Trippy, so I've read. trippy.
0: Um, Lime Jello Kush, a favorite, I mean that's a classic strain. Um, very hard to light as it is has extremely high water content it's kind of jello-y in the bowl euphoric high
1: and our last one, number 6 on our sativa strain here is this is described as an upbeat race car driver, kind of high a mechanics high, they say uh, good for getting jobs done model, airplane building, stuff like that precision motives nice Great, so that's six
2: points, that's six highly suggested sativas. And even though it is season two, we do still have to do sponsors for the time being. So here's a sponsor. Pish Poo's original 1998 flagship product, the Cosmin, returns. The Cosmin is a remote-controlled fish that lives in your toilet and cleans the bowl.
0: Happy to meet you. Happy to please you. All right, guys. Thank you for that read, Brandon. Um, I'll kick this next movie for you guys. An Edward D. Qualls film starring one of our favorite, my favorite actors. I think he's the top... Guy in Hollywood, at least it's called Gross Man, and is starring Matt Damon as the Gross Man. Um, do you guys have any first impressions on uh, Gross Man? Wow, I hate the the term Oscar worthy, but then
1: sometimes you see a film that someone says is Oscar worthy, and and you have to agree. If not, you know, this has got to be a shoe in. Just amazing work by everyone involved. I thought the tone of the film, the acting by Damon, his uh, co-star Mary Hall crushes it absolutely in all of her scenes dealing with how gross he is and boy was he gross there were multiple times where i thought i was gonna reach for
2: that provided barf bag that they do hand you while going into it
1: mm-hmm. or the eye shield i used the eye shield twice right set of 3d
2: glasses they just give you
1: eye shields when he was really sick in the bathroom i used the eye shield and then also when he was Uh, touching his face oh god that scene is so long and so gross but matt damon is so watchable yeah 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 oh yeah captivating that's a thing i I found if i looked in his eyes or his eye i guess because that other one is kind of gross the 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 disfigured one or whatever but if you look in his eye and you see his you can kind of use that as a way to get through all the gross stuff i always tried to find his I tried to find his eyeball. Yeah, that's a thing. Because absolutely, the character is beautiful inside, but man, the the outside's disgusting. Yeah,
0: yeah. Not only physical deformities, um, weeping Ooh. wounds. Not not only like does he have a lot of gross physical problems. He's just uh, misbehaved. I, yeah, I, not I, a pleasant guy. Slovenly, oh, too dirty, yeah, like rude to waiters. Gross. Yeah. Wiping his boogers on, on on his own leg, and then when it doesn't eating other and people's then when it boogers, doesn't take he'll just wipe it on his girlfriend's leg. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So gross, so gross. But again, Mary, you can tell. I don't know. I
1: think Mary Hall does an amazing job in this film. She plays Kareen, his uh, neighbor, girlfriend, wife, uh, and then. A wife that
0: passes away. eventual eventual casket mate. She ends up having to be buried with um, Matt Damon's character. Spoiler alert! Oh, so
1: gross. So gross. The way they are buried.
0: So gross. Yeah, and he's not even fully dead. We we find out that he's... Or clothed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The funeral is probably one of the worst funeral scenes I've ever seen in a movie. I don't want to spoil it for you guys. You just got to see it for yourself is really something disgusting. I didn't
2: think public embalmings were like a thing.
0: Uh, yeah, I I guess it is. Um, They're gross. Gross. You know what? So gross. So gross. But the piano and um, the orchestral work in the background really tugs at the heartstrings.
1: Hans Zimmer, again, knocks it out of the park. The score is certainly not gross in this film. The cinematography is not Lush. gross.
0: Yeah, just a, an amazing um, artistic endeavor. I think... I think, in a, a way, you know, um, Edward Qualls is trying to say, hey, I can make this movie and I can put all this nasty shit in it and you're going to give me an Oscar. That's how good I am at putting together all these elements. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see, right? There was a standing ovation
1: Standing ovation in my theater after. I compulsively clapped. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> Such a good film.
0: Well, uh, I think we're ready to rate any other...
1: Any
2: other things? Our reviews are going to be yeah. obvious, so let's get
0: this over with quick, boys. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Edward Qualls, Matt Damon, Mary C. Hall. I hope they all get the accolades they deserve for Gross Man. Two solid points.
0: Yeah, two points. Oscar, Oscar worthy, and I hate to say it too.
1: Definitely going mm-hmm. on our
0: Oscar
2: prediction list. Two points for me. A must see. Gross Man with Matt Damon this season.
0: Nice. All right, that's six points for gross, man. Let's get through uh, here. We, you want to spin the wheel of season two, the season two wheel of fun, Brandon? Yeah, my turn. Cheeks, go ahead and spin it. OK, and we are on edibles. Um, I'm just, edibles! I'm just going to mention the top two that, I, that really stand out for me. Of course, I don't like um, marijuana. I think it's okay recreationally, medical, we're against that. Um, two two um, edibles that seem to be very popular, Mama's Bread and uh, THC Mouth Lotion from... Um, who's? What's that Korean company that makes this? THC Mouth Lotion? Jerk. Jerk 420. <clears throat> Jerk 420. Um, the team at Jerk 420 really... Um, are, they're crushing it with this THC Mouth Lotion, so...
2: Yeah, you know, when you get dry mouth and you want to you don't want to drink water because that's not going to get you high you put some thc lotion in your mouth and it like preventive dry mouth sort of situation
0: yeah it gets those saliv. it gets like when you have such bad cotton mouth you nothing will water doesn't even like get your salivatory glands going this thc mouth lotion will
2: Recreationally, um, I've read that Yoga Boy Fire Drops, you actually put them in your eye and they have THC content. It's like a chili based THC oil. Sounds intense, but it's really not that bad because you're high, obviously. Uh, Also for my second point here, I'm going to be suggesting another edible that I like. These are called the Brown Tooth. They're basically little fudge teeth. There's something you'd find under a pillow if you were like a tooth fairy, but they're brown, like chocolate.
0: Yeah, and it sticks to your teeth too, So just so you guys know, you need a toothbrush if you want to move on with your day after chewing on brown tooth. I believe those are high indica, so those will knock you out. Yeah.
1: Uh, I was drawn to the Lacey Creamery Presents the Edible Vegan 420 Underwear. Those were delicious i got some not i didn't eat them off anyone i just had them out like of the a box gag the gag gift a, like a fruit well it's like a fruit roll-up mostly but again uh all those things vegan that's, that's erotic good. recreational that sounds pretty recreational yeah you know, underwear edible underwear next one i like is the daddy's 420 ham that was a five pound ham that is laced with 700 milligrams of thc cannaboid cannaboid cannabidid cannabidid oil whatever it is uh, I have not had this ham, but I had a friend that had a ham. He had the whole Your thing. Your friend, Mark. He had a great time, Mark. Man. Dude, he lost, Mark
0: lost his shit when he ate that ham. He
1: lost 10 pounds. He lost 10 pounds. He didn't eat for, I didn't like, think he cruises. was coming back from that
0: one.
2: Anyway,
1: so, daddy's five pound, 420 ham. Well, great. I think
2: that's awesome. Recreational, you know, let us know if you try any of these out. Uh, let's hear a sponsor, right guys? Sponsor.
0: Because Thanks, I gentlemen. <laughs> Hand World-famous slimming underwear now made for hands. Simple and easy to wear under any glove. Never get caught with fat hands again.
1: All right, guys. The next film that we saw is a... 1998 film the Herne state directed by donald izo or donald izo i'm not totally sure how to say his name it is a british mystery it follows a ongoing kind of uh, angela lansbury kind of i guess this is a character that is in british history that i don't know but angela albright she is a kind of mystery detective solver this one specifically is i guess the 13th film in the series, or not even a series, but they made 25 of these films. This is the 13th one. This is called Hearn State. Uh, It's just a mystery that takes place on the Hearn State State, estate, the estate, the Hearn State estate. A uh, pretty straightforward British mystery and reminded me a little bit of I had watched some of these more recent Sherlock Holmes and there's elements of that. And I did watch some of those old uh, PBS mysteries that were on and stuff. So I'm familiar with British mysteries. This was fun. It was interesting. That
2: while also tiptoeing a little bit into the Manuel territory with its soft core pornography. I mean, I feel like that's a big component of it at the end of every every episode we do see uh i don't know why that's episodic
0: because it's not a tv show i mean it's It's the 13th one so it's not gonna you're not totally off base calling it an episode
2: yeah i know what you mean but it does it does end with softcore pornography most of the time
0: and here's the thing uh in a way they kind of have to do this to raise the bar this they've Beaten, they've beaten this genre to death. You know, every mystery's been solved by this point. Downtown, Downtown, Andy, Downtown, Andy. Uh, all these movies um, are this. It's the same shit. You know, it's it's, Brit- sure, it's British. It's is- British upper class quietly talking crap about each other. Little zingers, upper, zingers lower, lower, lower. over Between tea, and, a- and that kind of stuff.
1: Were you, were you uncomfortable with the age, though? I mean, that is, I guess, the thing that makes. All of these Angela Albright films, and and you're actually right, Brandon. Before there is actually a TV show of of this, but it's not as it's not as pornographic, I guess, as the films are. But we were you uncomfortable with the age of the people? Because it's designed to be an elderly kind of you know for an elderly audience. And I honestly was weirdly okay with it. I thought I was going to be distressed by having really quite old uh, British people kind of going no, at it it's or soft whatever. Corn. But it's tasteful. I mean. No, it's not going to offend anybody. Well, I thought something about it was really nice the way it was shot. And it made me, I don't know, you know, I live in L.A. It's a shallow place. You worry about your body and stuff. And these bodies weren't beautiful at all, but the people were. Uh, Because I think you spend a whole film. Yeah, you spend a whole film, like, meeting these people and really caring about them. And then so when they finally get out, I I thought this was a great softcore kind of porn thing. Like, it really led you there in a slow way. And, And I cared about these people by the time I saw them.
0: Yeah, but okay, but I'm calling bullshit on their bodies. I know for a fact they pulled they pulled skin back. They added a lot of um, masking lotion and creams and stuff to sort of smooth out the wrinkles, a lot of hair removal as well. So Uh, they look good. They look good. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't realistic. And for this being, I don't know, whatever, the 12th time they did this can't. I I don't, honestly, I would want to see a little more rawness, a little more honesty with those elderly bodies.
1: Well, I think that's not fair to say, seeing just one of these. You know, we should probably, like, you know, I don't know where it goes. I bet it goes someplace. I skimmed around the YouTube the
2: best of. It does go to some interesting places, Egypt,
1: Africa, Amazon, even like a digital sort of like VR thing. And I'm sure, and again, if no one knows, the reason why we watch this is that they're rebooting this whole series pretty soon here on BBC One. So that's why we checked it out. And if you're into these, then, you know, if you didn't know about that, then check that out, too.
2: It's going to be interesting. Cameron Diaz is going to be uh, the new yeah. Angela. Yeah, it's time. It's time
0: for Cameron Diaz.
1: Let's drop some points on the Hearn State. You guys ready? Yeah, Absolutely.
0: Um, okay, I'll go ahead and get it started One point um, boilerplate, same old shit 13 times in a row um, Come on guys, bring bring the fire Let's mix it up a little bit It's 2018 Oh my god, it's 2018 Oh,
2: for me, easy um, One point This just felt like a YouTube clip for me Slightly more erotic Softcore pornography That was tasteful I'm interested to see the reboot, but this was all just kind of research for our in-depth
1: 60-minute uh, review that we have scheduled for the uh, update that's coming out. For for me, uh, two points. Like I said, I thought I thought I was lulled into this into this position that I was very comfortable with seeing something that I thought would terrify me. And not that old people are terrifying. You guys, I think you know what I mean. Again, ageism and fear of death and all that stuff mixed together. This movie really touched me, so I'm interested in watching more of not only Donald Izzo, Izzo's work, but uh, any of these Angela Albright's. I'm super stoked about the reboot. So two points for me for the Hearn State. And I will spin this wheel of fun here and we will see what it lands on. And we are looking at some Indica's, Indica's. These are, uh, if you don't know, Indica's are a little more of a a downbeat kind of body high in general, these are kind of more sedative. I guess is the word, and uh, again,
0: more medicinal, I think, in general, these indicas. Nice. Um, one point for me, top indica of the year, or at least top trending, clown chiller. This is, uh, apparently, this is knock you out, and if you've got some goofball in your crew, give them a hit of this, and they'll shut right up. So this is clown chiller for recreational use.
2: For me, also with one point, uh, from what I've seen, Verizon is actually a brand name, brand sponsorship. Now that it's all recreational, couch lock. this super strong. This one is just super intense.
0: But check out Verizon. Yeah, the joke behind that one is that if you hit this, you'll you'll actually you'll actually start hearing um, radio signals from phones.
1: All right, the two that intrigued me on the indica kind of list here for LA's best new available marijuanas are uh, Brood. Brood is for your bros. Brood is for your brood of bros. Your group of boys that hang out. It's the brood. Sounds pretty good to me. And uh, I also like Headshot. As an LA actor, it's important for me to have a good headshot. And this one has pictures, uh, a nice headshot of the grower on it A nice
0: high quality photo. His name is Greg. All right, kick a sponsor.
2: All right, so season two, uh, we're going to be introducing as our last sponsor of the week here the sponsorship wheel. Go ahead and spin the sponsorship wheel, Luke. Um, All right.
0: Club line. Is it time for Club line? Line, 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 ever waited all night to get into the club, only to be turned down at the door? What if there was no door? What if the line was the club? Introducing Club Line, L.A.'s hottest new nightclub. Party and wait in a three-city block line. Our cocktail service will bring you drinks as you flirt and cut your way through this continuously looping nightclub experience. Make your reservations today at Club Line, 333 Dermot Street, LA.
2: Okay, as we round up the episode conclusion here, we're getting close to it. We're rounding it up, lassoing it up the ending. Getting close, riding by on our horse, lassoing up the ending of the first episode of season two we have
0: i said way too much we're like cattlemen we're rounding we're rustling it up okay exactly our last movie of the week
2: we saw Ugbert einstein i thought this was an educational film so i wasn't excited going into it but coming out of it i was surprised and kind of glad i saw it in the end what did you guys think
1: this movie, Careful, is not at all historically accurate. This this is the story of Ugbert Einstein, a young inventor caveman that is attempting to create fire, and the caveman government catches wind of it and tries to shut him down because they're trying to control fire and they don't want anyone to know how to make it. Uh, lots of intense chase scenes. Uh, very exciting film, I thought. Pretty funny, too. Pretty comical. Stars Neil Hand as well as Samuel uh, Brantner. And uh, Michelle Decker truly, I think, going to become a new genre. This caveman
2: uh, noir sort of thrill, espionage thriller. You know, I don't know. Like I said, I had no. I thought this was about Albert Einstein. I thought it was a like a typo. Ugbert Einstein though is a play on his name because he didn't actually know his last name.
0: a lot of things don't. I mean, there are some actual historical reflections. You know, he who controls the fire um, controls the meat because you got to have fire to cook that meat. So if you got a fire going, you got people bringing you meat. So basically that's really where the power struggle sort of comes from um, And so if you if you make um, it's it's kind of like the Bitcoin of the caveman days um, freeing fire, making fire free for everybody.
2: And yeah. Luke you just said a, Luke, you just said the word of the week Bitcoin. How's our uh, let's take a moment and hit our Luke's crypto currency corner. Luke, what are the updates on the cryptocurrency? I've got a
0: couple that are really uh, catching my eye. This, I mean, obviously with the advent of recreational marijuana here in California, we've got some um, marijuana based um, cryptos. Chronic cryptos. Yeah. Chronic coin is actually a real hot one trading under um, CRX. And okay, right. Luke, and you do only have one minute, so let's wrap it up. And uh, so, yeah, I bought in. I bought 10 Chronic Coins, and um, so far I haven't been able to buy anything with them. They're not accepting them a- anywhere. Um, they just kind of shake their head when I ask them if they accept Chrono Coin at these dispensaries. But um, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. The tech is strong.
2: It might take off. It might take
0: off. Might take
2: Thanks, off.
1: Luke. All right, back to the review. Sorry to interrupt. Not at all. So the government's handing out cooked meat to people and the government won't share how this meat is being cooked and that is when uh, Ugbert starts to kind of put together some theories about how he could cook some meat. He comes up with the invention of fire. It takes a pretty big twist there. It's a very exciting film like I said. Yeah, actually mm-hmm.
0: no, actually uh, spoiler alert. He he doesn't actually invent fire. It sort of comes to him when he gets struck by lightning at the top of the hill trying to um, he's actually trying to rub two pieces of meat together thinking that will ignite the meat and he gets... Well, friction
1: might have worked eventually. Yeah, the fair. government was doling out agent. cooked meat, not, you know, the
2: peasants didn't understand how it made, they made it more nourishing and and he discovered all they had to do was create fire and then put the meat on the fire it was like this whole thing and then I don't know, it was interesting, comedic it's bad points, I don't know.
0: Yeah and for uh it's a great international film in that it doesn't use any language it's just Uggs and ugs and grogs um grunts and grunts and bunts
2: True Okay well I'm ready to uh, rate this what do you guys think Yeah Wonderful. sure Uh for me 2 points um I I thought this was one thing going into it as I said as I often say this movie was actually great, so go see this. Two points, Ugbert Einstein.
1: Uh, one point for Ugbert Einstein just didn't didn't quite get me it kind of bridged the line, like you said, it was it was mostly a noir, reminding me a bit of LA Confidential, but it seemed it's so silly. It's so silly, and it didn't it took itself too seriously, I think. it's a caveman. There should have been more acknowledgement and more time for comedy in this film. A, a very serious But it's more like
2: inherent vice, point. like that. Thriller noir, but com comedic. It's like a weird sort of noir comedy where it's like, is it funny? Sorry to
0: argue your review, but yeah, don't you dare. Um, one point. Yeah, I I don't know. I think Alex is absolutely nuts. This is a two point movie from me. Um, it, I got it. I got my chuckles out of this one, and I I didn't hear anyone else laughing, but um, I think honestly, I just think the people in the theater were stupid. Um,
1: I had a lot of fun. Wait, guys, that's a dog dream.
0: You're listening to the new uh, Huskies album. Oh, is this uh, that? Is this the single? Dog dream? No, this is Zeke. I got that
1: that Gialtech chip that allows me to control his brain and his oh, dreams. Oh, what's going on in there?
0: Uh, he's chasing fish in the Rio Grande. Um, So, yeah, two two points from me for Ugbert Einstein. Uh, And uh, like like Brandon said, I hope to see more from this genre coming out. I think this is uh, groundbreaking.
1: All right, that's five points for Ugbert Einstein. Let's spin the wheel. And we have our hybrids.
2: So it's a wheel, it's a wheel with
0: whips all around it. Are you whipping the wheel too? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Whip wheel. So we got five points coming your way for ugbert Einstein um, Brandon, you want to kick us off at the top of the list of those uh, hybrids, buddy? bread list
2: one of my favorites from the reviews this review made me laugh cuz it was so casual felt very canadian it's called jean jacket kind of guy it's like a classic album that you found in your dad's attic and it's i also gave it 2 points the next one is some heady stuff it's like playing chess from what i read it's called gray matter
0: right on right on man um yeah a, a 2 that um that really are catching the attention of Californians. Um, One's called Daddy's Macaroni. Uh, I guess you feel like a naughty boy when you smoke this, and it's got kind of like a, a, I guess it's not very pleasant, but sort of like a cheesy flavor to the smoke. And then um, this one is a, I think it's a, a korean mistranslation but this one's called foolish smell and this is actually from a korean team out here in la they created this this uh, blend of classic strains that has a funny smell to it
1: all right the, the one i found interesting was uh, brian kincaid and this is apparently they're, they're seeds but a a, a a man named Brian Kincaid passed away. He was a famous grower, and then they used his ashes for fertilizer. And so this is the uh, uh, Brian Kincaid uh, strain. Uh, that's it's like intriguing. his legacy. So, uh, that, that comes legacy in uh, can... abs,
2: dabable uh, oil abs. Ab packs, so. like a yeah, eight-pack of abs. A... Yeah, Brian was,
0: Brian was... it's like an right. ab-dab. Exactly. Brian was—he was a built guy. He was very healthy, and, and his death was shocking. Yeah, he had—he had a great set of abs. Well, yeah, there you go. All right, let's see what's going on with this outro. How many points does that
2: give us? Twenty. I think it was six. Twenty-one. 12, five. I
0: put this five. over the top at twenty-one points.
2: I think, yeah. But, yeah. Alright, that brings us 22-ish points from what it looks like on our records. And that's the end of the day. So, what I'd like to do is I'd like to say Season 2 is going to be great. It's going to be coming at you every week, as always, on Mondays. If you could, take a second, leave us a review on iTunes. It'll give us five stars. That actually looks awesome. It gets us on You know, top lists, other people see us. We just need to keep spreading around so we can grow bigger. We got bigger plans. Uh, Anyways, that's enough.
1: What do we have coming to you next week? Alex? Next week, very exciting. We are going to be catching a ton of films to to get us started for the year. We're going to be watching Damn It, The Dog, Flat Tires, Mama Said, "Durn The Cat, Tell Daddy About Roses, Kevin Is My Boyfriend, and The Truth About Palindromes check them out folks check us out leave us a review we love you so much
2: Please. yeah not to say that PC. and not to say that we're doing bad i mean we're doing pretty <laughs> good so thanks all of our fans all, there's like a lot of people listening actually now so it feels kind of good so at the very end of the episode i just want to say thank you and um we appreciate it thanks guys cool great it, should we stop the recording stop the recording